Welcome to a woman's brew, where women talk about beer. Normally, we seem to have a sweet tooth, but in today's episode, we're going savoury. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. It's the day. Today it's the day. It's the day. It's the day. What is it the day for, Joanne? What is it the day for? It is the day to drink the mustard beer. I can't stop singing that song. (laughs) If anybody like was a fan of of Buffy back in the day, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I used to watch that like every week that it came out as a massive i'm still my friend's house he lived two two doors down i went down there we'd watch it together even on a school night we'd watch it together and then i'd walk home and yeah it was great but the musical they have the they got the mustard out song (laughs) and basically every time now that i go to like reach for joanne's beer i talk about her beer Literally, all, all I want to do is sing. They got the mustard out, and I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not. I think you should do it. it. I'm no, upset I'm not, that you're not going to sing I'm it. I'm not going to do, do the harmonies. No, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants it. You could do both parts because literally, it, it's my. It, I love. That I'll sing song. it when we get the beer. It gets in my head. <laughs> yeah, when we get the mustard out. <laughs> when we actually get the mustard beer out, I'll do it. Um. So everyone who's going, what are these two nutters talking about? If you haven't heard of this you bit when we were talking about it, if you haven't listened to our podcast, <laughs> Welcome. Um, um, I brewed a mustard beer. We'll get into the whole ins and outs of it when we talk about it, but um, it's a so whole thing. That was kind of the inspiration, wasn't it? Of like, well, what are we yeah. going to drink that, you know, we'll, we'll have it on the podcast because it'd be really good to have a yeah. podcast, but like, hmm, what are we going to have it with on the podcast? <laughs> because we kept, we wanted to get all these like, different brand collaboration stuff at the time of us coming up with this idea yeah it felt like there was only really the seven brothers and pizza collaboration and then all these other ones in the u.s um now obviously we've got like the brew dog tony's chocoloni yeah yeah well we have all the different ones now yeah. but at the time of conception of this episode we didn't so we're like hmm, what else can we do with it savory beers <laughs> savory beers now i think this is really interesting like I I find it really interesting when a brewery uses, like, I don't want to say weird, because they're not necessarily weird ingredients, but just you tend to think of beer as being sweet. Mm. Um, So, you know, when someone sticks uh, sun-dried tomato in their beer, you're a bit like, oh, that's exciting. Um, I think it's not so so much even sweet. It's like you tend to think of it in a way that's like in terms of like, sweet to savory scale you kind yeah. of think of like like sweet to neutral you don't really tend to think into like savory territory yeah. i don't think but there are so many ingredients okay. that can go in beer and brewers have used that can make it slightly savory um which is really interesting i'm just interested interested is the word of the day <laughs> interested Inter- yeah. interested that is yeah. definitely that is exactly what I would say about these beers as well as I'm definitely interested. So what are we drinking yeah. today? We've got a Yorkshire pudding pale ale. And as Joanne just showcased, we have a sun-dried tomato and sweet basil goes. Oh, you went American then. What? What? Because <laughs> I said, I can't, I can't say. You say tomato? No, it makes me oh. feel wrong. Like it makes me feel wrong. Do you say basil or do you say basil? Basil. Oh, yeah, so American. Basil. Because I just, like I have a friend named Basil. Oh well, that's not his name, but that's his 
Baz's nickname. Right, right. Basil. You call him Basil, you don't call him Basil? N- yeah, because that's like, <laughs> an, or like in Austin Powers, the character in Austin Powers' name right. is Basil. Basil. Yeah. Right? Right, and that's but where like, the nickname comes from. But like, if you're like, here's a herb, herb, I don't know. So I, I changed that herb. up. I, cha- I changed that up, depending <laughs> on how, just my brain at the time. This is brilliant. You don't I get say very American very often. I basil, because it. Ca- it feel it's like banana. Like I say banana, because it would just be banana. weird for me to go banana. Banana. <laughs> it's um, weird. You say oregano, or do you say oregano? Oregano. 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 And but, then, you, but if and, you were talking about the state, you wouldn't say like uh, that's Oregon. Uh, like uh, yeah, what I'm saying is I like, I would say like oregano, not oregano. But if you're talking about the state, Oregon. <laughs> Brilliant, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the other wrong. one that I want to know? Do you say cilantro or do you say coriander? I definitely mm. say no. So I say cilantro. Right. If I'm like if, I, if, if it's something like I'm making, <laughs> but I know I can like I. Like coriander as a flavour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it depends. It's it's the if I'm going to a British restaurant, I'll say one thing. If I'm there's a lot of things, the way my mind works, so far removed from beer, but the way my mind works is like I know. Do you have to translate? To someone, yeah, like if I'm talking to like someone. Like if you're in the talking US, in, like as if I you were say, talking in a different language, that's if, interesting. So if I was on the phone with my mum. Interesting. Interesting. The, the theme of today is interesting. <laughs> if I was on the phone with my mum, I would say, uh, yeah, Rick is out in the garage okay yeah yeah. and i have been on the phone with her where she's asked about it and i've said oh yeah the garage and then i've said oh let me ask him and then i've turned to my husband and said like oh um my mum wants to know about the garage because my brain yeah it's the same thing of like when i'm typing a message on facebook or whatever else to a friend or family member in the u.s or a a message nor i used to maybe not as much anymore with my family because i've just with my family i've just kind of been like whatever i'm just typing quick to respond um but i i very much used to spell things the u.s way for my u.s friends and family and then when i'm speaking any other time over here yeah i type things in a british way when i talk about my mom i'd say like mom but then when i'm talking to people over here i'll say mum because i just like oh it's just weird i don't want to be don't want to be added about that so uh so my mom used to tell me off talking american (laughs) When I was in, when I was in the US, I'd ring her on the weekends, and because we didn't get much time off the ship, so I'd be like running errands and you know buying snacks and getting whatever and going to Starbucks and getting a coffee. And I'd have her on the phone and be like, "Hang on, I'm, I'm at the front of the queue in Starbucks." And I'm like, "Can I get her?" Blah 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 blah. Please. And she's oh, it's like, the "Can I get her?" Joanne, it is not. Can I get her? It is. Please, may I have? <laughs> I'm like, uh, mum, yeah. in America, it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, it is really funny that you said, because I do, I don't know, I think it depends on the setting. It depends on the setting of which one, which, what, like, which I go in. I think it's I still say, ask. can I get her? I think it's ingrained now. I <sighs> I don't think I can go back. I'll say please. <laughs> like, it's not like, like please. I, I don't know. Just... I always say please at the end, but I say, can I get her rather than a uh, please may I have? <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Would mm. you say, would how would you say the thing that you do not a shower but you soak in it what bath yeah <laughs> not a bath it's a bath, bath. It's i'm from down bath. south love bath, bath. i talk like i'm i feel like i talk like i'm northern <laughs> half the time Sometimes. from west a west country northern yeah. person yeah i don't yeah interested back to the beer anyway no one wants to hear me talk about the way my brain works it's a scary scary thing and i'm just so sorry <laughs> um right so 
I it's been a long day. Should we? Yeah, let's crack, crack open this Yorkshire pud pale. I'm excited for this. I'm really glad you got your hands on this, actually. Yeah, so it's you can quite tell interesting. The story of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our interesting. Kind of interesting. <laughs> um, I originally saw this. Um, I don't know if it was on like a Facebook post or or an advert on Facebook or something like that. I saw. I think it was an ad on Facebook, and I saw it fr- coming from, um, the. Oops, it's a little bit lively, but it's not as lively it as my lively. brew dog. <laughs> we do not have that, that, oops, spillage. It was in the lively, village, wasn't? Yeah, it wasn't a bad one. Um, but yeah, I saw C eighty four basically promoting it. It came up as a sponsored ad on my Facebook page, and I was like, we had basically limited what we were having down to your beer and pizzazz, and we were like, we need another savory one, and we tried to get a few that we'll mention sort of later in the episode. Um, and really struggled and I was like I can't find another savory one and then this showed up on my Facebook feed and I was like perfect Yorkshire pudding you know the episode's going to be either savory ingredients or you know a flavor palette that's going to be savory so I was like that sounds really good Yorkshire pudding I'll go with that went to go get it on the website they only had them in I think it was like a six pack like you couldn't they were all sold out of singles but you could buy multiple packs and I was like I only want like two because um, I'm trying to be really good with my beer buying. So I'm trying not to like right. overbuy it and you couldn't mix and match. You had to get a set because they were just, it was sold out of the single can. So I was like, no, that is crap. Um, but yeah, it all kind of came from, from seeing it on Facebook. So this is a, um, yeah, Yorkshire pudding pale. It is made with hundred percent real Yorkshire pudding. So this is a collaboration between C84 Bruco and a Yorkshire pudding beer brewery, which I'd never heard of before. Oh, a it smells pudding. very bready. It smells, do you know what? It smells like beer. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it has that. I think it has that like malty breadiness to it and yeah. almost a little bit of like lemon, citrus. Yes, yeah, yeah there's a bit of citrus in there. It, it does it- smell like a like you smell it, it smells like, like beer. beer like you know it smells like my granddad having a pint yeah but i like in a good like in, in a really good way that's refreshing it is refreshing um it's quite dry on the finish as well yeah and it's got that like that nice level of bitterness so what yeah. i did what i did make note of so um outside of the yorkshire pudding so basically what they use for the hops is uh what's called northern brewer hops so you might know more about this than i do but what i found out about these hops is that they are a bitter in hop so that would explain why there is that nice bit of bitterness added to it yep. um and that apparently to create this strain it was a cross between brewer's gold and canterbury golding and that happened in the 1940s that's how yep. we got this this hop so i thought i thought i'd share that because it was canterbury golding yeah. <laughs> thought you might want to know yeah Um, but basically the the description of this beer literally is described as a beer that it couldn't be more yorkshire if it tried because it effectively the yorkshire puddings are so this beer comes the collaboration is yorkshire pudding beer company um which are based in malton in yorkshire which i i hadn't heard of the yorkshire pudding beer company until this the yorkshire puddings come from the real yorkshire pudding company and that's based in doncaster and then yeah it's literally they use these northern brewer hops so it is very <laughs> very northern yeah i like it it's um so yeah it's got that little bit of bitterness and then it's got like a bit of bready sweetness but actually i must say i'm getting a bit of i almost want to say saltiness to it as well mm-hmm. but like in a really 
not in the way that you get when you kind of have a when you have a goes or something like that it's just it it does have that savory element of like a slightly salted bready yeah dinner compliment yeah like the the malt the malt that you're getting from it isn't sweet no um and that edge has probably been taken off by those bittering hops it's very drinkable it is i wouldn't say like would i say it tastes identical to a yorkshire pudding no no but i can see all these different elements kind of coming into play and it's the fact that it's made with the yorkshire puddings which like yeah you do get that element of interesting savory baked good so what is it i guess what's really important for anyone that's listening from the u.s like what is a yorkshire pudding i call them yorkie peas yorkshire pudding i would describe it most and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this but what i'd say for people in the u.s i'll translate for you Mm. it's kind of similar ish to like a popover that's what i've been told that they were like because i said to america so um the second ship i ever went on was a p&o ship which is a british cruise line and one night we were having because uh, because traditionally you only get Yorkshire puddings with roast beef. I do Yorkshire puddings with every roast. Like that's a non- that's nonsense. We we do it with yeah, like everything. It, my in laws everything. If and I I'm didn't like, do Yorkshire puddings it. when I did a roast, my husband would actually divorce me. Um, my favorite part of the roast, like it's my. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how I didn't. Un- I don't understand how you guys could have kept this. Like, is this? the payback that you guys had because we dumped your tea yeah. in a river like is that why <laughs> yeah this is you're what like you get. that's it you you're, pu- your, your punishment now got rid of the tea it's what you get yorkie peas so what happens when you I go re- when you become a republic <laughs> you don't get yorkshire puddings yes then i come over here like what is a yorkshire pudding what what is this yeah. and, I'm, it, and i'm like this is the most amazing thing i've yeah. ever it's my favorite part of a roast but a popovers like a dessert no what are they? So I don't actually know what they are, but one of the Americans was like, oh, I picked these up because I thought they were popovers. I was like, they're Yorkshire puddings, mate. <laughs> Stick a bit of gravy in they that. They do. The thing is, like, I think they do what taste. Is a they do taste different. Um, It's like, uh, it's another baked good. Hold on. Okay. Let me, let me try to find. Is it made what... out of batter? Because that's the thing with Yorkshire yeah. pudding, isn't it? It's made out of batter. I, thi- I think, so. to be honest, I've never made one. Oh think so and let's not get into toad yeah in egg, egg batter yeah and it is it's, it's similar to yorkshire but so i've just looked it up to try to see like what the ingredients are because i've never had them as like sweet or anything like that okay um but i wasn't sure if maybe somewhere else does it like that but when you google popover it does come up as a light roll made from an egg batter similar to that of a yorkshire pudding mm-hmm. typically baked in a muffin tin or dedicated pop of a pants that is very much like yours yeah it's very much like a yours put in yeah i think i think the bit for me from my memory um a popover has less of like the hole in the middle that you get it it does tend to look more like a muffin kind of okay what do you eat them with um you kind of like you have them by them by, by themselves sometimes just like a side like, you can just have it by itself like, like a bread roll but not really yeah i guess it depends on the type of pop-over you're making oh. you can have it on its own really or you can have it with like i think i've seen people have it with like gravy and okay um more like, like southern like, southern cooking like, i was gonna say like gravy gravy or like sausage gravy she says air quotes for the for the like Listeners. southern cooking gravy like the white like the weird <laughs> like white kfc right kfc so gravy. like the, the like white sausage gravy that is isn't that... gravy it's basically a sauce i don't think i've ever had they that. put it on like they put it on like biscuits and things 
biscuits being like american biscuits not our cookies. not your biscuits <laughs> I, I was thinking this, this is the problem with like because i was like gravy like, like why gravy's are we brown. using the same name the same name i don't know things. Like, i don't know it's very confusing pants should be jeans like let's just be clear about that pants should be jeans because you're confusing me but you not know. all trousers are jeans biscuits, no but still <laughs> It's a whole separate thing. But that's basically yeah, a pop-up. You can have cheese pop-up. Cheese pop-overs are really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it can just be kind of a side to sort of anything. Or you can make you can make sweeter pop-overs. Like, I think that's the thing is you can make them in so many different types of ways. Whereas like Yorkshire puddings always tend to just be savoury, goes with uh, I mean, I've seen, I've seen dessert Yorkshire puddings now. It's not common, but I have seen people do them. I've never had one because... Mm. Yorkshire puddings for roast dinner and you put gravy in it I mean I would definitely have one like I wouldn't say no to it but I think people put jam in it oh that's that's an interesting I think you can do that with popovers to be fair so it does sound like that is probably really similar like I remember trying to explain it to my mum and I was like (laughs) yeah so like try this and then she was like what is it oh it looks like a popover I think she tried to make it once bless she she really tried to but um it's an art form yeah it's it's it takes a lot of like I've never tried because I you never tried it's to too stressful it's too stressful you never tried my to sister-in-law make does it toad in the hole no 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 it's too stressful can't be doing that just can't be I make it. good Yorkshire puddings <laughs> they get really big I think I what like I've I've seen those at festivals you get the Yorkshire pudding like wraps and stuff or like you get like a sandwich made out of yorkshire pudding and i'm like amazing like i would definitely have that but yeah i think um it it was really a pain actually to get this so just so what was really good was i'll go quickly over what i learned from them because actually what ended up happening was in order for me to get it i got in touch with a fella called carl from the c84 facebook post so i basically like commented saying how can i get this like is there anywhere else i can buy it in just a single like uh, you know any recommendations that you know of shops you know that you sell it to um you know whatever i could do to get it you know i want to do it for a podcast how, how can i get in touch with it and he basically said to email him so i emailed him and he was very kind enough to basically put me in contact with the guy from yorkshire pudding beer co whose name is howard and in the process we had this like three-way sort of mail going on and um <laughs> don't smirk at that three a three-way conversation i thought that was interesting <laughs> well you still you had a smirk <laughs> that distracted me we had a mail we had a chain of mails going between the three of us and um he basically was trying to see if Howard was able to find a few cans or bottles because apparently they have it in bottles as well. And sort of in the process, I was able to ask some questions, which was was really good. Um, so yeah, base. I feel really bad because they were like, oh, you know, Howard said I'll I'll send you some if if you want for this, like you know, just either pay postage or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I think something happened with our emails because I was responding to him, and then he was responding to me saying. Yeah, I don't know if you've responded, like, you you know, I don't know if you've seen my email. I've not got a response from you. I found some cans. What's your address? I could send it to you. And I yeah. responded and then I, I didn't get a response again. So oh, I, no. I think that there was an issue with email. So I, feel into the ether of the so internet. I feel really bad because I think he probably thinks that I've just like reached out, asked for help and then just totally ignored him. But yeah. I was like, there's no point in me emailing again because he's obviously not getting the email. Yeah. <laughs> but he was very, very helpful. Very Both of them, very, very helpful. Like, lovely lovely people and i ended up going back on when they had this sale and finding out they did sell them in single cans yeah that was really good so i got them anyways but basically the high level of it is carl basically advised 
Howard is based in Moulton, so all where his brewery is, is based in Moulton. Um, and basically what they said is it sells itself as the food capital of that area, okay. which I, I didn't know anything about that. I thought that was quite interesting. And he really underlined that by saying that um, on sort of the way that Howard goes to his brewery on the side of a building, um, there's a Yorkshire pudding recipe that's on the side of the building, oh, which wow. is where Howard apparently got this idea to put Yorkshire puddings in, in the beer. I don't know it too far. I don't know if Howard... Uh, is just the brewer if you're i'm not sure about all that aspect of it but um yeah that's where he got the idea from it originally um and carl working for a larger brewery uh, he was already acquainted with howard via something called the the horse town beer range that they did okay. um that that howard worked on um because apparently also <laughs> molten is well known for horse racing oh. again i didn't know any of that i just play the uh, i'm foreign card i don't really i don't know enough I'm about southern. places in I the don't country know that either i feel like i there's so much like little things that you can learn oh, yeah. through beer <laughs> about all these different places so i'm like that's really cool and interesting wouldn't have known if i didn't drink <laughs> beer like yeah. honestly um and then yeah howard came and told me that basically he came up with the idea in 2019 um Every time he would brew that, it would sell out within hours. It was like a huge hit. Um, he was soft selling it in 2020, but he knew that he could make more of it if given the opportunity. And so my understanding from there is that him and Carl just agreed that, you know, it, it would be a great idea for beer. And um, Carl would help with the scaling up of that beer. And the hope would be that it would become more well-known. And the great thing about it is, I know we've talked about toast a lot of time and other sustainable beers. And sustainability-wise, the beer is a product of a circular economy. So they, Howard's Brewery, gets the discarded Yorkshire puddings. Um, they're ones that are still good, but they can be sold. I'm assuming it's like, it's misshapen or there's there's something wrong with it that that stops oh. it from being able to be put on a market body um, shaming the i know <laughs> all your peas are beautiful right i, I will eat, eat i don't anyways. care what you look like i'm gonna eat you anyway yeah exactly you don't doesn't matter to us no. we love you anyways um but they effectively save these these yorkie peas from being dumped in a landfill uh, and they turn them into delicious beer so that Amazing. is what's really great if you want to learn more about the yorkshire pudding beer company um and how they make these beers and where to get them and all that you can go to www.yorkshirepuddingbeer.com i'm sure joanne will put that in the show notes but you can learn more about it there but i just thought i'd give the high level overview um and say thank you to both of them for trying to help i don't know what happened with email if you are (laughs) listening to this which you're probably definitely not but if you are i'm really sorry i don't know what's happened i did respond to you every single time i I don't know why you didn't get it. Oh dear. But yeah. Lovely beer, very delicious. I yeah, was a bit um good. I've seen it over social media quite a bit as well. And I was like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna be underwhelming. Like I don't know if it's gonna be one of those things that just ends up tasting like a like a macro lager or something like that. It was actually really, really nice. It tastes nice. It's got a really nice aroma. Very pretty. Mm. And the price points, I've ordered a bunch of stuff from C eighty four and um the price points are really, really good as well. So so yeah that's my bit on the yorkshire pudding pail <laughs> yay i like that should we crack this pizza beer yeah i'm a bit <laughs> nervous so like when i first saw this one my genuinely so i think i saw a yorkshire yorkshire craft shop posted it yeah and my first thought was like yes you can use sun-dried tomato and basil for a beer should you 
I don't know. Like my I mean, expectation <laughs> of what this is going to be is going to be pizza. I mean, it's a pizza on the can art. If you're watching the video, um, I was like, it's going to be pizza in a can. If that's good, I don't know. But Brass Castle, we are going to find out. I just like that it's called Pizzazz. I think think jazz hands, like I want to do. It makes me think of Gem and the Holograms and Pizzazz was the just It makes Um, me want to do jazz hands. I don't know. So I feel like this should be like, it should be neon yellow because that was the colour of Pizzazz's hair. A bit nervous to drink. Yeah, I, I, we did this one be... second because the fact that I've got a feeling this is going to be a very distinct. So either it's going to be absolutely amazing, or we're going to go. It's no. going to be. Concerning. I feel like there's not. I feel like there, there's, no there's not going to be like any grey area on this, right? I'm pressing it. I think sometimes it could be that it's not what I necessarily drink again, but it's interesting and well, it smells it nice. It does, but it does smell very sun-dried tomato basil. It has a sweetness to it in the smell. It smells very basilly in the glass oh it does it smells like pizza spices like when you're saucing it's when you go to sauce your tomato sauce and you put the herbs in did i say that one right herbs 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 <laughs> you put those in that's what this smells like i really like the smell it smells like a it garden is, it, smells, it smells fresh it smells like fresh basil there's a bit of maybe is it aniseed in there yeah i can see where you're yeah 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 i can see what like very deep down yeah very subtly deep down it's it's like this is gonna sound really weird but when you're when you're sort of taking in the aromas of beers and you're like okay the surface level smell mm-hmm. is like this and then you're like but when you dig down into that smell you're like i could i can see how this smell presents itself in this way but when you look past that surface level yep, smell it back. smells different when I first smelt it, when I first cracked the can, um, it made me think of Dr. Pepper. So maybe it's peppery mm. that I'm getting more. Have I haven't you, had Dr. Dr. Pepper it? in quite a long time. I haven't no, had I Dr. Pepper in ages, but it, it makes me think of Dr. Pepper. Right. Are we going in? I'm scared. Okay, ready? Okay, ready? One, One two, two three. three. It's very... Um, that is savoury. I don't know how... I just... I don't know how to feel. Not, like, not enjoy it? I don't know. I, I feel genu- like it's... I genuinely so don't know. So it's a ghost. It's very... um, So it is quite salty. But it's also a bit more tart than I was expecting. It is. If you look on the can, it is brewed with lactobacillus. So there would be some... um, That's, yeah, that's going to give you... So lactobacillus (laughs) gives you kind of yogurty, buttermilky type flavours. I don't know. Oh, the aftertaste is very much tomato. Like I just had a mini burp and it was very like I just had a piece of like frozen pizza. <laughs> like Dr. Odeka's cheese pizza. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. But there is so I like it, but then as it there is like it kind of disappears and then there is this tomato linger that comes right at the end. I don't know if I like that bit. What what's really weird to me? I love I love tomatoes. Like I used to literally. I'm not I'm not a fan. Just of tomato. I used to just eat that as a kid. Like li- honestly, literally, you just give me a bowl of them. I'd be like, yes, let's like do this. Carrots. Um, so I like I like that. I think how we just said a minute ago, 
we've got a feeling there's got to be it's either got to be really good or really like questionable and there's no in between for me i think it actually isn't in between because i can't tell yeah if i, I really like think it about really it don't. that was a lie there is a gray area and it's that i don't know how i feel about it yeah i think that's it is i don't know how i feel it's interesting hmm. <laughs> definitely interesting. It's just interesting today like it's not bad because it's like there's that strong first taste and then you're right it sort of dips down and then comes back full force for the aftertaste very tomato so it's like yeah herb herb forefront very herb led salty and then salty dip down and then tomato linger and then kind of sweet tomato the tartness isn't there as much like after the first two like the no. first sip i was like ooh, um and then after that yeah it was... that really mellows out yeah um it's interesting it's a it's a sipper like i don't think it's yeah. one that i'm like it's not when i say it's not easy drinking i don't mean it because it's like oh it's it's difficult it's not cloying it's not like there is a little bit of dryness to it it's just not necessarily something that i want to drink a lot of not because it's bad just because i don't know the, the flavors aren't it's for like me really rich chocolate do you really want a whole bar of really right. rich chocolate no because it's too rich you need something that like you can have a whole bar of like sweeter chocolate there's certain things that it's like it doesn't matter how good it is you don't you couldn't necessarily sit there and have a lot of it because it's a very particular taste um that doesn't really lend itself to to high volumes but i think it's a little bit too savory for me to want to drink lots of it i think it's I would agree with that. I think because I don't, I'm not necessarily finding it thirst quenching. I'm just finding it an interesting flavor profile. Yeah, I think like I wouldn't say I dislike it, but no. the flavor profile is not what I would lean on regularly. Like yeah, if someone else went, oh, I've got this tomato and basil pizza uh, pizza beer, or just a tomato and basil beer, or anything, I've put sun dried tomatoes in this beer, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> I would not try it in my basket. I would try it like if somebody, if you were like a homebrew this tomato beer, like I'd I'm be not like, say that. <laughs> you won't get me to do that tomato one. Tomato beer. Um, not just because I, like I would say, not just because I would say tomato. I just wouldn't brew tomato beer. I don't like but if you did, if you did, I would try it. Yeah. but it wouldn't be something that I'd be like, can't wait to go out and buy that one again. Yeah. Please make me a tomato beer. No. <laughs> It's interesting. Good on you, Brass Castle, for giving it a go. I think, to be honest, like, I wouldn't... I can't even say that they didn't nail it. No, they did. They've Like, what it says <laughs> on the can is what's in your glass. Like, this... I was expecting pizza in a glass. <laughs> and I do... got pizza think, in a glass? Yeah. yeah, like, I kind of think. Yeah. As much as you can interpret pizza in a liquid <laughs> form, I I do feel like I got the elements of pizza. Yeah. And not like in a deconstructor way. Like I feel like sometimes you get something and you're like, oh, I can taste all the bits separate and they're all yeah. there. And they're very like clearly defined. They are blended in here. It tastes like a pizza sauce. Not the pizza as a whole, but pizza sauce in a glass. But thinner. It, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of... Another savoury beer that I had from Time and Tide that was a um, beetroot and chilli beer. Ooh. Now, I'm not... And it was a Hefeweizen with beetroot and chilli. Um, I'm not a massive fan of chilli and beer. Um, 
I, I feel like it has to be done right. You've just like, got to get right it, yeah, you got to get it just right. I think, and I'm I'm just not a massive chili fan anyway. Um, you know, nothing against brewers putting chili in their beers. I just it's it's not one of the flavor profiles that I enjoy. Um, and it was, and I also I'm not a massive fan of beetroot either. That's an understatement. I don't like beetroot. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it'd be interesting. <laughs> I thought it'd be interesting to try. So um, shared a can with some people, and it was like beetroot's flavor is very earthy and this yeah. beer was very earthy and then heat at the end um it was in, again it was interesting and it gave you exactly what it said on the can would i buy it again unless we were doing it for something like this and probably not but it was an interesting beer you know good on time time for giving it a go i think it's something that like if somebody else went oh, i'm gonna make this like a tomato based beer or whatever i don't know if i'd necessarily buy a can of it but I would like this experience wasn't so horrible that I'd be like, no, like, yeah, no, all, like do that again. it's not a bad, it's not bad. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's like you said, it's interesting. So it would be different. something that like, if I was going to a tap room or a, a bar that had it on tap, like I would try, I'll try another, third. I would try it. Or if I had someone just like, if we lived closer together and I could easily share a beer with you, like, yeah, of course I would I would buy another one and share it, but I wouldn't buy it to have completely by myself again. Yeah, I think yeah. that would just be. I think that's. I think that's. I think that's fair. But yeah, no, I find it really interesting when when breweries use these ingredients. So I was trying to think of all these like other breweries that that tend to. Use. I think like Yonder play around with these yeah. more savory things quite quite a fair amount. Um, yeah, they did a beer with sea buckthorn in. Yeah, which is makes it very orange. <laughs> yeah, what was the. I feel like they did a beetroot one, didn't they? As well. Yeah, I think. That, yeah, didn't they? Do, wasn't it a barrel? We tried to get beet, their beetroot, beetroot beer. one. We, we tried to get a couple of different. We also tried to get Boundary did a beetroot beer, and we didn't manage to get hold of that one. Either. Couldn't get a single. And beetroot time and tide haven't haven't aren't brewing the beetroot and chili one at the moment, so I couldn't get that one either. We really so tried to out. find beetroot. That's yeah. how we ended up with the beetroot. We really were like, mind is set on beetroot. Yeah. Um, you know let's go that couldn't find a single one not a single one <laughs> yeah but i'm slightly annoyed so it's because brass castle have now got out a carrot pale ale and it I tried that. came out the other I, I mean it's out now so we can get it and try it but we didn't get one i didn't manage to get hold of one for us in time for this podcast but i'll definitely try that because i've had carrot in beer before and it's been absolutely delicious um interesting yeah is so clarity in taste like is that we know our carrot is quite sweet it kind of picks up those notes. So I had a, I believe it was a purple carrot whip beer from. Interesting um, style for that. From uh, Duration. And it was really lovely. And it was just like the sweetness went quite well with like the florally bit of, of the whip beer. Um, and I think that was one of the first Duration beers I had actually. And it was really lovely. I was that's really gross on you. Yeah, it actually really grows in you, I think. I can sip on it. Um uh and that was called Deep Roots, and that was really good. Um I've also seen in a in a brewing book that I got out of the library when I was looking at different beer recipes and things, a parsnip beer. Interesting. Yeah, I've I I have that recipe. I might have to brew a parsnip beer and see what it's like. I think, like to be fair as well, I think we talk a lot about like pumpkin beers and how much we both really like pumpkin I mean, beers. Technically, that's savoury. But, 
Well, I was going to say, I think it's, you know, when we have beers that are pumpkin beers and not yeah. pumpkin spiced beers, yeah. as we learned when we did our episode, obviously there's two different variations of that. Anytime you're using a gourd, like you're using a squash or a pumpkin or anything like that, and it's not spiced with those sweeter spices, it's going to be a bit more savoury as well. Because I think we yeah. we tried a few, maybe not even on the episode, I can't remember which specific one it was, but we we definitely tried a few where it was just pumpkin and I was like it is a bit more earthy more savory more not what you think of when you think of pumpkin beer and and to that to that as well I'd also say like there's things that I'd consider savory you know like would you consider a smoked beer to be savory I'd consider one it can be depends on which one yeah so like up in smoke from brew york I'd say no that's not savory because it's got got the hickory barbecue bit to it there was that that like element of the sweetness like a mapley type yeah. sweetness to it um which the type of wood used i think the type of wood they were going for that smoke effect of is like a sweeter resulting taste i think but i mean i've definitely had smoked beers where i'm like oh yeah that's definitely more of a savory yeah. taste to it when you get ones that's, that taste like smoked bacon <laughs> savory like i have one i have one from brains brewery um at one of the great british beer festivals and that was just like you were drinking a glass of smoked meat (laughs) which was like for a third of it was just perfect like it's really interesting you only want a third of it it was lovely for that i wouldn't have wanted a pint of it (laughs) but because it was very savory and then of course you're going to go into once you get when you move away from your um smoked beers then we're going to look at like herbed beers yeah like i mean this one's got basil in it i've brewed with seen basil of, before I've seen of coriander in yeah. it um, my a lemon and rosemary is a good combo thyme i think i've seen thyme. thyme yeah thyme goes well in it yeah herbs in beer are really good i did so i brewed an orange and basil saison because i had a really amazing orange it was like a marmalade and basil saison Ooh. from wild weather it was amazing and then I brewed one. It wasn't quite the same, but it hit the spot. <laughs> you tried. You tried. I did. I did. That sounds. That sounds amazing. It's still tasty. Yeah, it does sound tasty, to be fair. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then like when you were saying about chili and beer, like I think it goes quite well in those the the Mexican style stouts. Yeah. Um, it's good, but again, you have to get the right level of it. Like I feel like it has to be. For me to enjoy ones with chili in it, especially like the stout, it has to hit the right spot at the right time, the right heat level. So it has to be a noticeable amount of heat, but not overpowering. And it has to hit sort of like to the to the back of my my mouth when I'm having it. Like yeah. I want it to I want the burn to be like as I'm swallowing and it's going down my throat, as opposed yeah. to like taking over my mouth. Like I want it to just be yeah, I think you've got to get the balance end right. touch. And it's got to be the right level of heat because if it's too spicy or just like it takes over. If it's not spicy enough, you think what's the point of adding it? Yeah. And there is a I think it's always key to remember that there's a difference between spicy, spiced, yeah. And heat. And yes, when you get heat. from chili is heat. Heat is what what I you get say. from something like cinnamon, nutmeg is spiced. And then there's spicy, which can come from rye or uh, your noble hops and things like that so there is there's differences and sometimes yeah. I think heat is what I mean heat. when yeah, it comes yeah. to the chili when you come like... into chili you want that bit of heat in the back but not too much because no. too much just becomes overpowering yeah. and unenjoyable and then you're like I've lost all the flavors I just need yeah. water my mouth is on fire yeah Wait, what's that what's that style of smoked beer that's the 
it's, it's like a pretty classic style as well. And I can't think of what it's Relk called. Beer. Yeah, I can never say the name of it. And I know it starts with an R. And I'm like, how do you pronounce it? You're just trying to get me to say it, weren't you? Yeah. It, that's like the, that's one. I've never had one. Yeah. Mine's done as that smoked in like a, oh, let's ba- do a bacony smoke- way, isn't it? Let's do a smoked beer episode and um i'll do it even though we'll get the smoked marzen the german smoked marzen which is amazing and i'll google how to pronounce their name because i always say it wrong i like a marzen i think it is i'll do that because i like i like marzens but i'm not a massive like smoked beer fan like i always say i'm not a massive smoked beer fan but then i'll have like a really good one and i'm (laughs) like i'll never say no i'll pretty much try anything yeah even if it's something that i'm like oh i think like putting seafood and stuff in it that yeah yeah because then like so then i had what my first ever world weather beer was the uh one that they brewed which was the stout which had um oysters and oysters and scallops in it i think or scallops and seaweed i'm glad that wasn't seaweed in beer yeah i've had but it was really lovely i've had i think in japan i think i had one with seaweed and like oyster stouts you were like blur gross and then you had one and it was fine i just just the thought of it literally I, I hate seafood so i think but they don't taste like seafood. i'm really glad my first wild weather wasn't the seafood <laughs> one like i love you guys like genuinely i hope you know how much i love you but seafood like it's not it's not you it's me <laughs> it's not you it's me it's like the idea the mention of seafood and i'm like no i wish i did a, um, a squid ink goes once as well no yeah apparently it wasn't amazing <laughs> was it not like, no can't imagine but then i guess if you like squid and you like squid again ink, maybe interesting <laughs> interesting so i will like i said i will pretty much try anything but actually that's a lie because if it's something like that <laughs> it could be really interesting but if you're like yes yeah, squid squid ink like seafood, into it. i'll even try like i don't like overly salty things i think that's it i had bad experience okay. as a kid at the ocean where you get a mouthful of water right. and like there so i just don't like seafood but I'm the furthest I'm willing to go is something like seaweed. Okay. Like I will try something with seaweed in it, but the second you put like fish in it, no, or shell shellfish or it, no. I'm like no, nah, done. You're not sushi fan. Tap out. No. no, I don't even. I don't even like. I don't even like vegetable sushi. Oh, because I don't like the seaweed wrap. Yeah. On it. And yeah, I mean, I don't, like I don't like. When I was in Japan, sushi. So. When I was in Japan and yeah. we went to KFC, because I had to try KFC. Like, I was like, I'm going to try KFC there. Try the Taco Bell. The Taco Bell's fucking amazing. <laughs> and not only that, they give you, like, you can get sangria at Taco Bell over there. Like, it was, I've gone to Taco Bell more times there than I've gone in the to US. Taco Bell in the UK. No, no, oh, not in the US. Like, oh, in the UK. No, in the UK. I definitely have gone to Taco Bell maybe like three or four times in Japan. Wow. maybe maybe five i'm not sure i can't remember <laughs> but it, like literally so good but i was like need to try kfc because like kfc in japan's like quite a big like that's the marketed christmas meal yeah they, i was gonna like, say they eat it at christmas don't they? Yeah, yeah so that's like you come together like, oh yeah and they've got stories about certain part like certain cities that have issues yeah it's a whole thing but i was like need to try kfc and I was like, i'll try this wrap and it's like a teriyaki wrap and i was like I like teriyaki like let's let's go it's be good fried chicken and teriyaki count me in yeah so what they do though is they put <laughs> they put effing seaweed and effing seaweed wrap like sprinkled seaweed 
stuff like oh over so much of their food especially like the kfc was like teriyaki and then i was like no because they put i think it's called nori mm. I think that's what yeah they put like nori in it i'm like <sighs> she was upset I, could, I, I couldn't eat it oh no i didn't finish it i gave it to rick i was like oh, that's oh no because i really it's it's not, like some people love it and i'm sure for their yeah. like taste buds they they enjoy it they eat that more regularly they put it on a lot of stuff for me it was too like see oceany and yeah. i was like no this no. chicken no longer tastes like chicken i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> that's my tangent about kfc in tokyo <laughs> um on that note shall we try the mustard beer yeah i'm really excited about this <laughs> all right right mustard magic beers. magic has magic. happened <laughs> we are back mustard beer i'm not even giving this one a fancy name it is oh. just being called mustard beer i'm gonna give you a bit of live action hit the situation here right now Reggie. Right, so Tori's got a Heinz mustard bottle and is squeezing the beer out of it into her glass. <laughs> it's aggressive. <laughs> oh, photo ops, um, photo ops, photo ops. Do you know what? This is supposed to be a wheat beer and it's pretty much clear. I think oh. it's one of the clearest beers I've ever made. Oh, you know you know what, though? Like, it's, I wouldn't say it's massively clear. Like, I wouldn't say, oh, you just see through it i think i can see i can see my finger i can see a shadow yeah. of my finger it's hazed enough i've had wheat beers that are similar that's all right i'm quite happy with it because there's not like huge amounts of bits in it. it has this really like lovely summery smell to it yeah so there's there was a lot of fruit that went into this beer so so to, so basically quick recap and then i hand it over to you what happened is oscar blues made uh, a collaborative i have the mustard here <laughs> they had a partnership i used it for a rub for <laughs> for barbecue um they did a oscar blues a u.s brewery made a collaborative beer with french's mustard yay if you're looking at the video i've got a bottle of french's yellow mustard it's like um, that proper yellow american mustard classic classic yellow mustard yeah um and it's free from artificial colors and preservatives so rest assured is it (laughs) yeah in case you were wondering um so they brewed it i was like that sounds so weird i really want to try it because you know i just pretty much want to try anything that i see that sounds really weird i was like that's a weird collaboration want to try that uh asked multiple people how do i get my hands on it what do i do literally everyone's like just write it off you're never going to get it yeah <laughs> it's 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 not gonna it's not one no of the chance, oscar blues because i thought because it's oscar blues there's a, ch- there's a strong chance it might yeah we get oscar blues over here no it was not to be it never made it over here and then one day jaron was like i found a copycat recipe for it i could just make it for you and i was like girl yes <laughs> so where did you so i'll let you explain sort of the process yeah. any challenges where did you actually find the recipe was it online so the, yeah so the recipe was in pellicle magazine um i don't know how i stumbled across it someone someone somewhere said about it i think i follow pellicle magazine and they put up on their instagram post like we've brewed the mustard beer so that you don't have to and i was Ooh. like what is this <laughs> mustard beer that tori's been going on 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 and on about um so i went and had a look and they produced a homebrew recipe of it um because they were like oh my god a mustard beer that's going to be gross but we can't get any to try let's see what happens if we homebrew it so they made a homebrew version the recipe was there i was like i can make that so you convinced me to do it 
and here we are. Um, it's so I used I'd scale down the recipe because usually homebrew recipes are for about 20 liters of beer which you makes didn't about, want 20 liters i didn't want it. 20 liters and i my my kit doesn't make 20 liters my my kit makes five liters which is about six pints six to nine pints depending on how much trub you get in the bottom um so and also i've got better about not overfilling my demijohn so when it ferments wildly it doesn't shoot <laughs> out everywhere those were some great <laughs> over time shots, though that one was going to do it, that the donut beer was going to do it, whether we liked it or not, because it was just, there's too much sugar in there. The yeast were very, very, very happy. Um, so this beer is basically, it's got Maris Otter in it, which is a very classic pale base malt. Um, it's got wheat in it. Then um, I used Galena hops, which give a bit of kind of lemony, limey uh, aromas and flavours. You really smell beer. it. You do really smell yeah. that. And then, <laughs> and then it's got lemon, lime, tangerine and passion fruit in it so it's got all of those juices plus i also dry hopped it so soaked in it after its primary fermentation i added in the peel of the tangerines the lemons and the limes and it was like two two whole lemons two whole limes two whole tangerines i think i put in so that's quite a lot for this a small (laughs) recipe that i'm doing um and then the mustard part is I had to um, mix the mustard with water and bring it to the boil and create a mustard syrup. And then after you've put the, <laughs> after you've put the uh, juices into the beer, after it's done its primary fermentation, you put the juices in, you then put this cooled down mustard syrup in. It looked gross it sounds minging it, <laughs> it really doesn't gross. sound it doesn't yeah. like let's put it this way um if it looked the way it sounded yeah, yeah it probably didn't look great yeah no I, t- I took a video of it and was just like this looks gross this is not yeah, advertising I mean, it didn't. in the slightest yeah um, it however <laughs> it did then settle out and we've got like a pretty clear beer considering all the junk i put in this beer no definitely um, i don't know if you can see i mean my glasses if you look the in the video yeah but look it. mine's pretty Yours like i almost used my three heels glass as well yeah i didn't i went um, yellow i went with the theme yellow well done it's pretty clear um so i and i had a little taste before i bottled it and that it doesn't taste like mustard. <laughs> At least it didn't taste. But like I think mustard. that's. But I think that's the thing that yeah. everyone was going on. Oh, mustard's gross. Mustard's gross. And I was like, I don't think it was meant to taste not like mustard. So from what I remember from the article, Oscar Blues used mustard seeds as opposed to actual mustard. Mustard. Um, and then that obviously gives much like herbs. It's going to give a little bit of. And if you add like you can add peppercorns to a beer, that's going to give a little bit of pepperiness, a little bit of heat. And I think this the heat from the mustard seeds and from the mustard in this case you're going to get a little bit of that heat like you do with chili in the back end of the beer and that's just going to balance out the all the fruitiness so let's see what happens shall we let's see how it goes cheers it smells lemon and lime and tangerine oh it tastes more um like it's it smells very citrus like yeah like you could tell you put a lot of stuff into it yeah um it tastes a bit more lime than yeah. Than I that was lime is really it coming through. Like it's it smells like lime, but it also smells like lemon and. I think and I get tangerine. more tangerine on the smell, but I get more lime in the taste. And I can see so, the, I can taste the element of like I can taste heat, that like I can taste that mustardy element to it. Yeah, but it's not 
It's not like you're drinking mustard. No. And then it's, it's really supposed nice. to be. It's supposed to go with barbecue. Do you think it would go really well with barbecue? I don't know. Should I get something like barbecue flavored and see what it tastes like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let okay, me find right. something barbecue. I've got a good in for you. What have you got? <laughs> I forgot that I bought this on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have got Billy Frank's British beef jerky cheeseburger flavored. Nice. Let's see how this goes with your mustard beer. Here we go. Perfect. Right, live. Oh, boy, I mean. uh, live food and beer pairing for you. Cheeseburger. Cheese, cheeseburger jerky. I can't open the damn thing. The gosh darn thing is <laughs> so difficult to get open. <laughs> That's because you ripped it open aggressively. I did aggressively rip it yes. open. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. She's got it. We're nearly there. I think this has come out a bit more savoury than I expected. Does it smell like cheeseburger? Just like really. There's definitely mustard in this. I don't know if I like it. I got it because I was like cheeseburger. Like I want to know what that tastes like. Fully expecting to not like it. There you go. Oh, it's really nice. Cheeseburger jerky. That's difficulty. (laughs) Here of my hamburger. She's eating a cheese uh, cheeseburger jerky. Now she's gonna drink the beer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it goes. I wouldn't say I particularly like this jerky. <laughs> um, tastes like it doesn't taste like cheeseburger as much as it tastes like pulled pork. Oh, that's interesting. Look, I don't think I don't mean it's bad. I shouldn't say it's bad jerky. It's not yeah. bad jerky. <laughs> it's just I didn't buy it because I love jerky. Right. You bought it because it's cheeseburger. I bought it because I wanted to know what cheeseburger <laughs> jerky would taste like. Yeah. Um, also, than me being like, I love a good beef jerky. Me, like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a beef jerky person. I've had like chicken jerky, and like, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, I, but I like chicken a lot more than I right eat beef. So, yeah. Um, it just whenever I think of jerky, and weird tangent story. Now, we did about Native Americans in history when I was in year eight which is 14 to you. Mm. Um, and Thank one, you of, for that. One, of the, one of the boys in my class made beef jerky in his airing cupboard. Like the Native Americans did back in their time. Right. They went, let me get the <laughs> kitchen cupboards out. I mean, I feel like an airing cupboard is as close to, you know, drawing it out on Fair. on the planes, on, the, on your teepee, because that's the kind of, uh, that's the, the tribes that we were looking at at the time. I used to get really annoyed after we did that unit because, like, we did we did um, Pocahontas as a theme for a brownie pack holiday, and my mum kept being like, "Let's make teepees," and I was like, um, "Pocahontas was not from a tribe that used to be nomadic. She lived in a log cabin." <laughs> and mum was like, "I don't care. We're making teepees. <laughs> like, cultural appropriation. Te- yeah, like we're making teepees. We'll learn about this. But it's not quite right. I don't care. We're making a teepee." <laughs> Yeah. I was like, she was a coastal tribe. I, I applaud your um thank you accuracy as well. With your mum as well, going, no. <laughs> no like, I will not make your TP. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's um it does go well with me. And you to be fair, you have very kindly given me a second bottle and I will have it with barbecue. I didn't want to have it until we had it together. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to have it, and then and then we have it together. It's like we have to have it the first yeah. time together. Now that we've had it, I can take it out at barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> and see how it tastes with actual. I keep going back to it. Must be good. Mm. I really enjoy it. 
but I think um, it's more savory than I thought it was going to be. But I think that's the thing. Like that's what I think really irritated me. Those people going. I read the press release for the Oscar Blues one because I was like, that's yeah. quite interesting, actually. Um, it's not it's not exactly lengthy. It's not, you know, taxing to read a yeah. one page, like not even a full page, you know, release on it. So I read it and I was like, what this actually reads like is it's supposed to be citrusy, maybe a bit florally, maybe, you know, how it's come across is supposed to pair really well with your barbecue where you're using mustard I don't I don't personally use mustard on my barbecue, but like to a US audience, yeah. they are more likely to use mustard on their burgers. So it's it's supposed to pair really well with barbecue food where you would be using mustard, or if you're not a person that uses mustard, it's still the the concept of you have a this mustard beer and it pairs well with something that you would put mustard on. Yeah. And um I remember being like, that actually just sounds really nice. It sounds like it's a lot of like just citrusy notes and just a really nice like summery drink, especially when it's hot out. Like I bet yeah. it's probably really yeah, nice really when it's nice. hot out as well. Um, the sun's gone in a little bit here, but when it was sunny earlier. It started raining. This. Oh, has it? Oh, it hasn't started raining here. It yet. rained here. I got to sit outside at lunch and read a book for about 45 minutes. It was really nice. And it was really gorgeously sunny and hot and it's still hot. It's just cloudy now. But if it was, I would attempt to finish the rest of this outside in the sun, but it's not sunny anymore. Oh. But I can see that being really good. And and everyone just was like, like people see these weird beers for lack of a better way to call <laughs> interesting them interesting beers interest i call them interesting but people call them yeah. weird and it's like you, they see them and they go nope gross don't like mustard gross don't like i this. don't see how it's like how it's any different to the other end of the spectrum where it's like mango chocolate pistachio marshmallow everything under the sun things that you, like like things that ingredients Some of those individually, don't go together individually you're like mango yes yeah Pistachio, yes. Yeah. Uh, coconut, yes. Yeah. Chocolate sauce, yes. And then it's like, you know, some weird thing thrown in as well. Like, I don't know, uh, like a churro and yeah. matcha. And you're like, oh, okay. Individually, all tasty things all work well in a beer. And then they're like, we're going to throw them all together for you. Right. And you're like... Sometimes I think it goes I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for this. Like, like, can I, I never have, asked for like, it. Can I have those three things and can we just take those two out? Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can we get the things that go, like, really well together and yeah. then, like, maybe remove, like, the matcha from, <laughs> from it? It doesn't really mix. But I think people are just too quick to dismiss things. Like, people that will go, beer is beer it should taste like beer i miss beer tasting like beer and then they'll go and they'll drink something yorkshire else pudding like a beer. really weird awkward combination yeah yorkshire pudding beer beer tastes it's like, like beer. beer but actually an elevated yeah. beer i think yeah. um but they'll they'll turn their nose up aside this because they go a oh they're partnered with a big corporation it's like, mm. and b oh i don't like mustard therefore I don't. it's the same thing with pumpkin beers don't like pumpkin Therefore, I don't like it. But you've probably That's never cool. really eaten pumpkin. Give me all the pumpkin beers. Yeah, I am super okay. That's with that. I'm still waving my basic white bee yep. banner through the air. More pumpkin, more pumpkin beers for me. <laughs> but yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded way is like, don't just dismiss it because you go, oh, it's it's mustard. I don't try, like it. Try well, all the beers, like the- pizza beer. Interesting. You don't, you don't have to buy every single one right. of it. Just try it because you might actually discover that something's surprisingly really good. Like mustard beer, surprisingly really good. Not that yeah. I ever doubted your brewing abilities. <laughs> but 
when you think mustard beer, you think that could just be a one and done. But I'm really happy I've got two bottles now. (laughs) I also learnt that uh, if you're putting a lot of peel into a beer, into my tiny demijohn, uh, you do need to cut it up thin. Otherwise, you will never get it back out again. (laughs) Oh, no. Or you will spend 20 minutes over the sink shaking it. Trying to get like a out. Polaroid picture, baby. Oh, it took me a long time to clean that demijohn, and it was mainly oh, because no. I couldn't get my dry hopping bag out. Oh boy, that's a that's interesting. That's an interesting. I, I feel like I learn something every time I do a new home brew, and that one was cut up the peel more thinly. Well, that was um. What was the thing that you learned from making the donut one? It's like you have to keep them in big enough chunks to dry out the donuts because if you don't keep them in big enough chunks to dry out the donuts, they'll, go, they'll crumble. Yeah, they're going to cr- croutons and then they, then you get a stuck mash. And also always, and from that one as well, always make sure you've got a blow off tube handy, <laughs> or know how to MacGyver one. So have yes, the which is what I did. MacGyver it, <laughs> which is exactly what I did. Oh man, that was brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, that was a lovely beer. TikTok of that coming soon. That. Yeah, God. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, um, I think that's um, I like a little challenge, and that was that was it. Mm. Well, if uh, if people want to at you for liking mustard beer, <laughs> where or can they pouring, find you? Or taking your lovely homebrew and shoving it in a <laughs> in mustard a- bottle. Yes. <laughs> um, you can, you can at me. I won't care. I'll just keep doing it anyways. Um, at on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism where can people find you where are all the locations people all the places (laughs) including pinterest (laughs) including pinterest always my Um, favorite one (laughs) um you can find me on my personal account which is a woman's brew that is on facebook instagram and twitter i don't really use the twitter um but you can go to my twitter and you can see all the beers that i've checked on untapped i haven't done it recently i'm very behind um and Or you can find my beer school, Love Beer Learning, where we have the crazy old TikToks and interesting facts and figures about beers. Um, we are Love Beer Learning, and that is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the TikToks, and Pinterest. 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 <laughs> we also have uh, our website. I have my website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk, or you can email us, lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. We'll pick up any emails for the podcast there. Let us know what other crazy beers you want me to brew and what other episodes you would like to hear. Yes, and next week it's going to be our super special edition. That's going to be for Women on Tap Festival, yep. our submission to that. So go check out Women on Tap. Um, we'll be promoting it on our socials anyways for that throughout the week. It's due to release with them on the 11th. May or may not release on our platforms after that. We don't know yet. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out later. But give that a listen. Check out Women on Tap. Um, yeah listen to us if you if you want us to try doing things like more lives or anything like yeah. that let us know i think we should get into twitch streaming that's why i think we, we will shine as twitch stream do you think <laughs> that so? is where our tangents will will really yeah. shine as the yes, twitch i think that's true <laughs> but uh but yeah and on that note thank you joe this is lovely You're welcome cheers cheers, cheers.